0: Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. My name is Jess. And I'm Haley. And we're going to start the episode by catching up on Jessica's most recent like date experiences. (laughs) So let's hear about it. (laughs) You went on a date last night, yeah? Yeah, which, okay. So
1: I just want to start this out by saying I am really scared going into talking about this one because...
0: Every guy listens. Yes.
1: Okay. So I've like got us about, I don't know, quite a few new male followers as of recently. I've had some people listen to the podcast and tell me that they listen to the podcast. And now when I like go on a date, the guy is like, so I listen to your podcast. Like that's literally the start of like the last few dates I've went on. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I need to like be more careful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because, like, you don't go into it, like, fully thinking about anything. So it's to have to, like, rehash it on a date, that would be awkward.
1: Yeah, so I'll start out by telling you the funny situation on one of the dates recently I went on. Um, we were, like, having casual conversation, and we were talking about how I had, like, you know, moved here in March or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, yeah, to be honest, like, the first day I woke up here – and he goes, you cried. I heard you talk about this on your podcast.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember what episode I shared like that in. So, like, I don't know what else this guy heard. I'm like, that was a while ago. I know that, that I like – talked about that so I'm like did
0: you listen to like 10 episodes did you just listen to one I don't fucking know (laughs) oh my god that's so crazy just to think about that somebody could go listen back to all of the episodes and literally like know everything
1: yeah um and then I had another date with a different guy who he was like so I like know that you went through a breakup I kind of heard a lot about it on your podcast but like I would love to talk about it
0: like what podcast we need to know what episodes they're listening to I know I'm just like you should ask oh my god that would be hilarious if we could get like if you could just say hey like I'm just curious what episode you listen to and we can screenshot them and share them on our Instagram or something yeah like
1: these are the ones that the male listeners love for the rest of our male listeners
0: I have always said that you are the one that gets our male listeners. I'm like, who is this male audience? It is Jessica's (laughs) dates. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica's online dating matches. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I need to have like a strategy where I like don't give
1: people my Instagram account until like after the first date. Because obviously my Instagram account says the podcast and like that's how they find it. It's not yeah. like me being like, oh, I host a podcast. You should fucking listen to it. Like it's I don't like, say that. I it's don't just know. in your bio. But it's on my Instagram. So they're like, oh, you host a podcast. And then they just decide to listen to TMI about me before they even go out with me, which I
0: guess get on them for doing their research. but fuck. I feel like these are like the side effects of what we said we wanted with this podcast is like sitting down having conversations with your best friend and now we're like holy shit anybody can listen.
1: Yes and I will give the listeners an update if you guys listened to last week's episode um, the guy from Sedona also listened to that episode and listened to me talk about his socks and Birkenstocks and dancing on the dance floor at the Irish bar. This is so great. He texted me to let me know that he listened to it and he thought it was hysterical. So it wasn't a bad thing. He didn't care. But it was just so funny. I'm like, these full circle moments, I can't handle them.
0: (laughs) What's crazy is that your ex-boyfriend could be listening to?
1: Oh, he's 100% probably listening to Uh. all of this, which whatever. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so I went on a date. With this guy who's, like, a pilot out here um, for some, like, I don't know, rich company, private jet. He, like, flies, like, a private jet for the company.
0: Okay. Good cool job, right? Yeah.
1: Um, it was good. He was very, like, entertaining to hang out with. Um, definitely a lot more, like, bubbly than me. So I was like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know if this is, like, the greatest match for me. But yeah, also if it – doesn't turn into anything romantic I think he would be like an awesome friend to have too and then I went on a another date a few days later with a different guy who's like a tour manager for this band and that's the one I went on like the night before we were recording this intro <laughs> that Haley's asking about um went really well we went to like this super fancy fucking restaurant like he really wined and dined me I will say um Most of the dates I've been on, I like, no offense to these Phoenix guys, but y'all don't put much fucking effort into anything. Usually it's like, hey, wanna grab a beer? And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, I love to grab a beer, so like, I have nothing against that, but it's also like very casual. It's a very casual setting. Yes. Which I'm not – I'm usually, like, casual for the first date. But, you know, every once in a while, it's nice to be wined and dined. Yeah. Um, And this guy very much did that. So props to him. Nice. And, yeah. So um, I enjoyed that date too. It was a good time. And um, what were
0: you we I was just going to ask if you kissed at the end of the date. Am I allowed to ask that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I did kiss him. Well, he kissed me, I should say. There was a lot of kissing.
0: Oh. <laughs> because you know me. I love to make out. I can't. No, I it. know. That's why I asked. And then after you said he like whined and dined you, I was like, okay, she definitely like would have made out with him. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what I was thinking.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, we did make out. Um, yeah. And we have another date set up. So that's exciting. We'll see nice. how
0: it goes. But that's all I'm sharing. No more. Okay too many details about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to remember this guy just as like wine and dine. Like I don't even want to know his name.
1: (laughs) Haley's over the names. She's like, just give me funny nicknames that I can remember. It's easier that way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Did we actually, I feel like we talked about that in this podcast episode with... With Dave. With Dave, we did. Is that who we talked For about? For last week's
1: with? episode. Yep, yeah, we actually, okay. he talked about how it's funny just to give him funny nicknames instead of like, this is Chad and, I don't know, other yeah. names. Yeah. Okay. Well, your turn. What do you got going on?
0: Uh, Well, our roommate, my name Dustin's, just moved out this week. So now we like have the house to ourselves. Officially out. Yeah. Well, he is coming back. Like to grab some more stuff because he couldn't move at all just in one trip. Um, but yeah. So I'm excited to get like an office space set up, like a podcast recording space. Like, I don't even know what I'm gonna do. I need to find inspiration, but I'm excited about that. So that's so exciting. You guys are gonna
1: I <laughs> I'm gonna laugh if you guys get another roommate somehow of someone. Because <laughs> you guys have just been on a roll. <laughs> but but I'm excited yeah. for you to be able to like do something with the with the space now
0: yeah I mean I think we'll keep it like a guest room and then I'm just gonna try to figure out what to do in like the other spare room that we have but I just mm-hmm. have like worked at home for so long without a desk and like had the podcast without a desk and I'm like setting mm-hmm. up the podcast equipment like and taking it down multiple times so I don't know I just feel like I need a workspace yeah so. you do. you definitely do yep how exciting yeah um, and then I have like a workshop coming up at the plant store this weekend, my first one. So I'm just kind of like throwing myself into it. I'm just gonna see how it goes. I'm like nervous and excited. So this is a pumpkin planter <laughs> workshop. Is that that one? Yes, yeah. So we're like hosting it at the store. So just like the setup of it, and like, I hope the execution of the event goes well. So it's like a little stressful. Mm-hmm. like preparing, but then we also have like a pop-up event this weekend. Like, so I'm going to have to like get a bunch of plants and like be doing that the day after too. So feeling like excited and overwhelmed, which I feel like is just like life as a business owner.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Never (laughs) feeling like you can like catch your breath.
0: Yeah, like I feel like I did so much and accomplished so much for work today. Yeah, I still feel so stressed because of the things that I have upcoming. And then I'm like, fuck taxes and just all of that. Oh, so. so stressful. And stressful. like managing events is
1: so stressful too because it's like there's so many people like judging how it goes <laughs> and like attending. And that's so nerve wracking
0: to me. Yeah. I'm like, I hope this goes well. Um, I mean, I think it will, like a lot of the people that registered are like people I know. So that'll be cool. Um, yeah. Do you have any other life updates? Um,
1: my parents are coming to town next weekend. So when this episode drops, they'll be coming into town the day after this episode drops. And I'm so excited. They're going to yeah. be here for like a month. Oh, I can't freaking wait.
0: Good. I saw you have a friend coming into town too.
1: Oh, yes. Um, Not for a, a bit, but beginning of December, my friend Caitlin and her husband Gio are both coming to visit. Yay. And yeah, I'm really excited for that too, which is so funny because I actually the other night so her and I had like briefly talked, you know, about, oh, it'd be awesome if you could come down here sometime and visit. I'd love to like show you guys around. It'd be so fun. We had like had short conversations about it, but not like planned anything. And then literally two days ago, I had a dream that they were here and I like met them at a bar downtown. And I like woke up from that dream. And I'm like, that was like, you know, usually Mm -hmm. in your dreams, when you're at places, it's not a place. It's like an actual fucking place you've been. Like it's some third world place that like doesn't actually fucking exist I don't know
0: yes this was like
1: actually a specific bar like downtown here that I've been to and like they were there and I was meeting them there and then like like, I get a text from her today being like hey we're gonna come down the first week of September she like sent me her flight information and I'm like holy shit wait well now we have to go to that fucking bar because like I dreamt
0: about it (laughs) totally (laughs) You're, like, freaking psychic. <laughs> I know. Wild, right? Uh, nuts. Today was, like, the first day it felt like fall here in Washington. Like, it literally was, like, mm-hmm. cloudy and gloomy and dark. And I don't know. Like, I kind of love it. I, like, love the brisk air, but I hate that it's going to be dark all the time soon. So, yeah. Oh, that literally that gives that me the chills to think about for you. Yeah.
1: I'm it's so funny. glad I don't have to experience that.
0: I got, like, a new pair of biker shorts, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to wear these today, and then I, like, go into the bank, and the girl's like, I'm surprised you're wearing shorts today, <laughs> and I'm like, I've literally been wearing, like, sweats and sweatpants all freaking summer, and then here I am the first day of fall in my biker shorts. <laughs> She's like, you've got your seasons backwards. You I do. I totally do. So.
1: Um, my mom actually texted me a picture of these trees and she was like, just sending you some fall colors because I obviously don't get those here. No. Which I'm stoked about. I have no problem with it. It's actually, it's funny because the weather here did slightly change because like summer is ending here. So we are technically going into fall, even though it's not like a big change. But the only thing that changes is it gets cooler overnight Um, and like a little bit less hot during the day but basically during summer when I'd wake up in the morning it's already like 90 degrees at like 7 a.m and now it's like 74 degrees at 7 a.m and like I have this routine where I always wake up open my blinds and then like stand out on my balcony and just like look at like Camelback Mountain because it's my favorite fucking view in the world and every morning now, I, like, walk out there forgetting that it's, like, cooler, and then I'm, like, cold as fuck. And I'm Oh, really? Like, what the fuck is wrong? Why is it so fucking cold? And then I look at the temperature, and it's, like, 74, and I'm, like, wow, I am a little bitch now.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny because you moved there, like, in the dead of summer. Like, I yeah. feel like you moved there, and then it was, like, the hottest that it ever is, like, when most people leave there. And you, like, handled it like a champ. Like, I didn't hear you complain. I loved the heat. Yeah. So now it's definitely, like, cooling down.
1: Yeah. Everybody else is, like, thriving now. Like, they're all coming out of their houses, and I'm, like, putting on my sweatpants and sweatshirts, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is horrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're all like, oh, my God, we can finally go outside. You're like, it's fucking cold. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's funny. Okay, well, should we get into the episode? Yep, let's do it.
1: Our guest today is Monica George, who is an aura photographer, tarot reader, certified sound healing practitioner, and aromatherapist, an astrologer, and intuitive, currently splitting her time between Phoenix and Los Angeles. Monica's psychic ability is channeled through her aura and tarot readings, as well as through her art, writing, and astrological insights. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Monica. We are excited to have you. This is your first time doing a podcast guest episode.
2: That's true. Thank you, Jess and Haley for having me. I'm so excited to be here on your fabulous podcast. I love your podcast. It's so much fun. We appreciate that so much. Okay. So
1: I want to start by just kind of getting into how old you were when you found out that you like had the psychic abilities or kind of like how it came to. Um, And then obviously, like, how did that affect you as a child growing up? And then from there, we can kind of pivot into how you got into your career now.
2: Thinking about growing up and like discovering a psychic ability or when I was intuitive, it sort of feels like there wasn't like one big aha moment so much as it was like a bunch of experiences that added up and that were just like always a natural part of me. So like I would have a premonition dream and then it would come true or just intuitively knowing the answer to other people's problems or sensing people's auras and energies, their emotions. I could feel what you know, animals were feeling or thinking. And so I also come from a really long line of psychic and intuitive mutable sign women. So my mom is an energy healer. She works with plant medicines. My great grandmother was a tarot card reader in her village in Poland. So it was sort of a part of my life. My mother taught me everything I know about my intuition and trusting myself. She nurtured that early on for me. She took me with her to psychic fairs. You know, She taught me polarity, which she was doing at the time. Now she does so much more. Um, she taught me how to work with a pendulum. Just all of that was just always encouraged by my mother. So it felt like just a part of me. And I truly believe that every single person has intuitive ability and it's just a matter of how much you trust your gut, your inner knowing, and how much you practice trusting your gut and your inner knowing. You know, just like working a muscle, right? If I tried to go and do, say, a pull-up, I probably would not even be able to do one up. <laughs> but if I went to the gym and worked out a bit, maybe eventually I'd be able to do one, well, maybe. So it's like that with your intuition. The more you trust it, the more you listen to it, Um, you know, follow the signs, look into what it means when you see 1111 on the clock and notice what you're doing, right? It's all these little things. The more you do them, the more intuitive you become. So I'm just really lucky in that I grew up having that as a mindset from the get-go. It, I feel like a lot of people are psychic. I see a lot of really psychic people in aura readings because they have this beautiful purple energy. You mentioned like when you
1: see eleven eleven on a clock, and to like pay attention to what you're doing in that moment. Just the way that you said that, I'm like. I've never actually thought about what I'm doing in that moment when I see those numbers. I usually, when I've seen those numbers, I've always thought like, oh, maybe this is a sign that something good is coming. Or like, I always think like to the future. I've never thought about like that exact moment when I see it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to pay more attention to It's like,
2: what are you missing? I'm the same. (laughs) Being more present in the moment. Yeah.
1: I've actually been seeing those a lot lately.
0: Look them up. I do have
2: a follow-up question. Just because you said,
0: like, you've always kind of been encouraged and, like, guided down this path. Like, I'm curious if there's ever been a point where you've questioned this sort of path for yourself. Or, like, maybe had other people question
2: and it made you question. Yeah. Yes, because there are scammers and people who don't have your best interests at heart and they're not honest. And I'm a Sagittarius, honesty is really important to me. And so going into a field that could be seen as dishonest, like I definitely thought twice about it, or you know, there is a stigma attached to it. So there was definitely, when I I think I was like 20, going to college. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to college and be a normal college girl. Right. But like that just wasn't That's in the path you. for me. And I got over it because I started really connecting with people, giving them readings. They were resonating with what I was saying. And I was like, that I trust myself. And, so cool. you know, That doesn't mean that every single person is going to connect with me or believe me. Not everyone can read every other person either.
1: I think it's really tough to be in a position where you do want to like go into something like that where you know that there's a huge stigma attached to it. I feel like every person I know that's gone into something like that, whether it's what you do or whether it's like even like being in a mental health field or even naturopathic doctors, like all of those things that have stigmas attached to it. I just think I'm like, you are such an incredible person for being like, no, like this is me. This is my path. I'm going to do it even though a large part of the population is going to question me. Like that takes a very strong person. Thank you so much. Can you explain like what
2: exactly you do? Yes. So I do astrology. I've been learning astrology basically since I knew how to read. Like, those were the only books that I would read, much to the dismay of my parents. Um, I got a tarot card deck when I was 15, 16 from my mom. And honestly, astrology and tarot, they are things that you will study your entire life. You learn more and more about them. And you learn as time goes on, but also as you grow up and you experience your own astrology. That can be really eye-opening, too. (laughs) So I really started doing astrology and tarot for friends. I'd have them over at my round table in my apartment. This was in college. And... I just started doing it more and more. It was really resonating me. Everyone, with me. Everyone in my life was encouraging me to do it for more people. And once I started realizing that it was really, truly helping people connect with their inner knowing and the information that they already have inside of themselves and empowering people, there was like no way back for me from that career path. <laughs> So um, after doing tarot at different pop-ups in Phoenix, I wanted to add in aura photography. I wanted to do more. I love aura photography. It's a visual medium, and I'm a really visual person. I love color. Of course, you have all the colors of the aura. (laughs) Um, So when I started doing that, things I feel really took off for me and my emotional fulfillment of my job because then people started seeing themselves as energetic beings and not just a bag of bones. And that is a really profound experience. So yeah, every time I take aura photos, I'm just stunned by people's energy. They're stunned, it's just so much fun. I also do sound healing with Crystal Alchemy Bowls, and I am opening my own studio in Phoenix soon, so soon people will be able to make personal one-on-one appointments with me, which is exciting. Right now, I just do pop-ups. One of my favorite pop-ups that I'm doing this weekend is an aura arrangements pop-up, and so what that is is I take your aura photo and I interpret it and then you go over where it takes place in this flower shop so you go over to their beautiful flower wall the girls help you color match your aura to different florals and they create a bouquet that's a physical representation of your aura so you're playing with earth energy it's really grounding and it's of course gorgeous so i'm doing that and then my other really fun pop-up just the one that you went to is collage your aura, so we take your aura photo, interpret it, and then create a collage that is a representation of your aura. So really, aura photography allowed me to do more visual things. I mean, tarot is also visual, especially with all the symbols in the cards and the different artists' decks. But there's just something about that
1: Polaroid, right? I want to, like, dive into aura photography in itself because I find this super intriguing and I really want to know how it works, like, if you're, if you're willing to explain that.
2: How it works is you put your hands on these sensors, right? And those sensors are reading the physiological data from you, from your acupressure points in your hand. They correspond to the body meridians and also to um, your chakras, right? The crown, the throat, and the heart chakra. So that information travels from the sensors into the camera enclosure. And then it's um, translated from that information from your body into the different colors that are then corresponding to those parameters from your acupressure points. And then they're stuck onto the Polaroid in the different spots that correspond to the anatomy of the aura or the aura map. So that shows, you know, the energy that you're bringing in, the energy that you're putting out into the universe and the energy in your consciousness. So it prints out on a Polaroid and the Polaroid gets spat out of the camera. And then I teach you a little bit about your aura and auras and interpret your personal aura.
1: I was so excited to be able to do this because I've actually wanted to do it for years.
2: I'm so happy that you're able to come.
0: Jess was showing me her little Polaroid photo like before you hopped on the recording. So I'm excited to hear
2: yeah. Should we do an interpretation of your aura and just give my little breakdown of you know what I told you? Let's do it. Oh, it's so, so beautiful. And now that I know a little bit more about your astrology, I have even more insight into your aura. <laughs> okay. So Love I it. know the viewers won't be able to see this, but I'm going to explain it to you guys with my little aura guide that I show. Okay. Mm -hmm. So everything that is on Jessica's left side of her body, right side of the photo where the blue is, that's the energy she's calling in. It's considered feminine energy, receptive. It's the yin. The opposite side on this part of the photo right side of the body is yang masculine expressive energy the energy that you're putting out into the universe so that has a bearing on how people perceive you how they feel your energy when you walk into the room up top is the consciousness so that's more present moment thought processes what's happening in the now and then there are different qualities to your aura that, you know, orbs or an arch, streaks of light that are explained on a case-by-case basis if they show up in your photo. I also use my intuition in readings because that just always is there for me, always showing up and leading my interpretation. Okay, so I hope you can put this up somewhere for your viewers to see or your listeners to see your aura. So you're calling in blue. So blue is always to do with emotion. The lighter the blue, the more calm, tranquil, serene that emotional energy is. And the darker the blue, the more emotional intensity and depth of feeling there is yeah so yours is a beautiful light blue there's a little bit of variation like light to dark but most of it is pretty light so it's calling in nurturing self-care intuition okay and then we have tan energy in the expressive part of your aura so tan is a little more practical responsible Gets the job done. This is how people see you. So they could see you as uh, maybe a little more structured, organized, strategic. And then your consciousness is so much green. And green is healing energy. So in your consciousness or what you focus on a lot is healing. Green is a color of change, healing, and growth. So what you're going to change in your life, what you're going to heal in your life, and how you're going to grow as a result of doing those things. That is your main focus, at least right now, maybe always. Everyone has one or two aura colors that are their aura color, that they resonate with the most, they operate from that energy the most often. Um, But then, you know, you have all these life experiences that can Contribute major changes to your aura. So just think about the energy of if I made you really angry right before I took that photo, it would probably be totally different. Or if you're grieving or if you just fell in love, you're celebrating. If you just moved to another state, all of these things have an effect on your energy and therefore on your aura.
0: I love that the green one and the healing like I just feel like that's so spot on that's so wild it is I mean like
1: healing in general just for me has been the last four years of my life that's all I've been focused on
0: well and like living in Arizona like that's been a big part of your healing too so well
2: oh well Arizona's like lucky to have you but healing is gonna be a really big part of your life Even or just according to your astrology, Jess, you have sun conjunct Chiron. So you overcoming difficulties in your life and the healing that you need to do is going to bring you an extraordinary ability to be able to heal and help heal other people.
0: Whoa.
1: It's like so spot on, everything that you say. I'm just
2: like, whoa. Oh, I see that. I just feel like that's good because... Your aura shouldn't be news to you. Mm-hmm. It You live in that energy. That is your energy. You're the expert on it. So anything that I say should really just validate your inner knowing, maybe give you something to lean into or lean away from.
1: And I know that when I was there, you mentioned like there's no bad colors or good colors. Um, they all have their own meanings. But I'm curious if like, I feel like I'm not necessarily convinced that my in and my out being entirely different is a great thing.
2: There are more balanced auras, for sure. But can we be in balance all the time? True. No, that's impossible. And you're not bad because you're not balanced at all times. Right? Yeah. And... Again, just like knowing your astrology. (laughs) Um, It's funny because you are both Geminis, right? So this is like being on a podcast with four different people. Your listeners are lucky. They have two and one in both of you. So there's actually four hosts of this podcast.
0: (laughs) Oh, God.
2: There's so many different sides, sides to you guys. We've heard our entire lives
1: about Geminis, but I would love to hear it from somebody who actually <laughs> knows their stuff. Explain that whole, I don't know, two people in one situation.
2: So, So the duality of Gemini is what you're referencing. So it's – like two personalities in one because Gemini see both sides of things you know sometimes they are described as being two-faced because they can play both sides but really what it is is that they're very curious they see all perspectives they like to try everything they love variety that's what being a Gemini is about they're really good multitaskers they love to connect with other people So, of course, you guys have a podcast where you're exchanging ideas all the time. That's a very Gemini energy. So you're and you're both Gemini suns and you are also both Gemini stelliums. And that means that you have three or more planets in your birth chart in Gemini. So that is like triple the Gemini power for both of you. Oh, my gosh. This is why we're best friends, Haley.
0: I know. Are we supposed to be best
2: friends or are we supposed to like not get along? Totally best friends. Look at you guys. You're supposed to be best friends because you are and it yes. works. So never doubt that. Never doubt anything that you feel with your energy just because you read it in a birth chart. Astrology is, should only be used as a tool for empowerment, maybe a guide, but it's not a rule. I will say
1: all my closest friends have been Geminis in my life, which I find very interesting.
2: Personally, I love Geminis. I know that they get a bad rap, but I- I'm a Sagittarius. We really get along well with Geminis. They're complementary opposite signs. Um, so I don't know. I think you guys are great. You're the smartest ones. You're the most interesting ones. You love to chat. You know so much about everything because you're so curious.
1: Okay. I love this for us, Haley.
2: (laughs) Should we talk about um, more of your big three, your sun, moon, and rising? Yes. I do want to get into this for sure. Okay. So for Haley, you got Gemini sun, Libra moon, and Virgo rising. So just real quick, your sun represents like the essence of your personality and your identity so we just talked about that one that was all the gemini qualities that you both have and then your moon is your emotions it's your inner world it's how you talk to yourself on the inside your wants your needs and then your rising is how you express yourself how you interact with the world around you and the first impression that you make on other people So your moon, your emotions, your inner world is in Libra. So Libra really needs to keep the peace. They do not like confrontation. They will go to really far lengths to appease other people so that there is no conflict. Spot on. (laughs) The thing that they really need to do instead of trying to appease others is to Connect to their own feelings and prioritize their own needs above keeping the peace. Okay. So then your rising is Virgo. Virgo is a pretty critical, perfectionist sign. They sometimes will need to be more patient with others. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like, just let me do it myself. I'll get it done better and faster. Yep. <laughs> I'm so impatient. <laughs> yeah, that's, maybe that's where that comes from. But
0: I just have never known much about like a Virgo either. So it's interesting to hear that perspective.
2: Mm. Virgos really like to um, work hard, especially if the thing that they're working hard on, they truly connect with. So um, what comes naturally to a Virgo is helping other people. Okay, so then we have Jess. And so Jess, your sun is in Gemini, as we talked about. And then your moon is in Aries, which is a fire sign. So Aries moon says, I want it, I got it. If I want something, I'm going to go out and get it, and nothing can stop me. Okay, so they value their independence. They really do not like to be dependent on other people. (laughs) That's true. Okay, and then you have a cancer rising, and cancer is a water sign. And Aries and cancer are very different energies, right? So cancer loves to nurture and care for other people. So you both have that in common in your rising signs. They're both somehow related to helping other people, which is beautiful. So cancer risings, they're very sensitive. Sometimes they can take things too personally, okay, and can get a little they can get a little defensive at times and they really like to dwell or maybe dwells uh, too harsh a word, but in the past. Okay. They're really concerned with the past. They usually love like their family history and digging into all of that. They like to hold on. Okay. Um, Haley, I also wanted to say that you have this beautiful sun conjunction with Venus and that just radiates from your energy. I wish that I could take an aura photo of you because not only are you so beautiful on the outside, but you're also very beautiful on the inside. Thank you.
0: (laughs) That's so sweet.
2: (laughs) You're welcome. It's obvious. Both of you are. Um, so yeah that's that's our little astro tidbit of the day thank you
1: I will say when Haley comes and visits me next time we will bring her in we'll plan it around a aura photography time so she can get that done with you for sure
0: yeah your little event sounds so fun and it would definitely be fun to see your little store once it's open too
2: yeah hopefully next time you come visit that'll be open so you can just make an appointment and come on in and see me and we won't have to you know hope that the stars align for a pop-up or something like that right now it's in the construction phase everything is like ripped out of there we're putting in the tile floor I'm trying to decide which floor I'm gonna go with trying to use my my intuition but it's Libra season so it's the season to be indecisive and I'm really feeling it right now (laughs) Haley, did
1: you have any specific questions about your birth chart?
0: No, no, I think you broke it down really well i I've only ever really seen my birth chart like through an app, so I feel like it's really helpful to actually have somebody like speak with me about it. Um, it just makes a lot more
2: sense to me too for sure, and just to clarify, like that was not even that wasn't even your birth chart. That was just three placements that you have mm-hmm. in a whole world of your birth chart. And yeah, so it was barely 0.1% of <laughs> of what's in there. <laughs> yeah. Very
1: interesting. I, I love astrology stuff. I always tell myself like I need to dive into this deeper because it's so intriguing to me but then I start to dive into it and then I get overwhelmed because I don't know what any of it means (laughs) like I can't
2: you're always no matter who you are every astrologer they'll tell you like it's a continual learning process you learn astrology for the rest of your life when you undertake that interest
1: So let's get in to a little tarot card poll for Haley, but we'll have you kind of explain what tarot is in general first before we do that.
0: I'm kind of nervous.
2: <laughs> Don't be nervous. So just like I say about aura photos, like that it can't reveal anything good or bad about you, tarot isn't going to reveal anything good or bad either. It's a tool or a guide for your empowerment. And it could give you things to lean into or lean away from. So that's really what it is. Tarot is a tool and it helps you to receive practical and intuitive guidance. Yet you, you always have all the answers you need already inside of you. They kind of, tarot just kind of shakes them loose for you.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. I've done like self tarot card pulls. Um, and I definitely do feel like it really makes me turn inwards and like think about things. So I guess I'm excited, not nervous.
2: (laughs) Yay. Yeah. Excited, nervous. So the way I do tarot, it's always to empower people or to help you with your self-care practices. And I love tarot because it can inspire rituals and affirmations, give you like a visualization to focus on, anything that's going to help you grow and transform and heal and be your highest self. That's what tarot is about. Okay. So, whenever I start a tarot card reading with a person, I always ask them to, you know, close your eyes, take a deep breath. Usually I have my crystal alchemy bowls and we set a sacred space and they help us amplify our intention. But intention is the most important part of your tarot card reading and being clear on that. And it can just be general like, what do I need to know? Or maybe it's super specific. Like, what about moving to New York? But a tarot reading is not going to tell you, will I ever be rich or famous? When am I going to die? It's not like that. I can't ask for the winning lotto numbers, unfortunately. (laughs) And your tarot card reading, depending on your intention and how the energy in the reading plays out, it's not going to be with you sort of longer than one to three months that's that's its expiration date on a tarot card reading (laughs) okay okay so now I'm going to have you close your eyes and take a deep breath and just take a moment I do a visualization of white light like a spotlight surrounding you getting brighter and brighter even if you opened your eyes to look at your hand in front of your face, you would not be able to see your hand. This light is so bright. And in this white light, nothing that you do not call in can reach you. And I do want you to call in your guides, your ancestors, your guardian angel, whatever resonates with you. and Start a conversation with them. Tell them about what's going on with you, your intention, Thank them for being here. Ask them to help guide the answers from this tarot poll. Take all the time that you need. When you're ready, let me know. Okay. I think I'm ready. She's ready. Okay. So we pulled show you here the empress card so what i like to do when i give someone a tarot card reading is ask them before i go into my interpretation of the card what do you feel what do you see when you look at this tarot card
0: i feel like i see like a powerful woman hell yeah um, like feminine energy.
2: Yeah. Look at you, and that's your intuition. This card is all about feminine energy. <laughs> the Empress is a very feminine energy card. It's all to do with creativity, nurturing. So when this card shows up in a tarot card reading for you, it can be a moment in your life when all of your dreams, you see all of your dreams coming true. Right? Isn't that awesome? It's about being happy, this card. It's a very positive card. Um, What this card asks of us is to connect to our feminine energy. So, you know, getting on the phone with Jess or your best, getting together with your besties, doing those things that engage you in feminine energy. Maybe that's self care, right? It's personal for everyone. What does it feel like to be in your femininity, in your feminine energy? So tapping into that, hanging out with other people with feminine energy. Expressing your creativity is a huge part of the Empress as well. She's fertile, but it's not just so literal. She's also fertile creatively. So, this could be a birth of a creative project that you've been wanting to see come to life. Okay. So, that's your homework. Your homework is to get more in touch with your feminine energy.
0: I love it. I'm excited. I feel like that's never anything I think about is like getting in touch with my feminine energy either. So I feel like it's like a little bit of encouragement to like actually think about that and like tap into that and be intentional with it too. So. Yeah.
2: yeah. Maybe, you know, do a journal of how do I connect to feminine energy? How do I express my femininity? Yeah. Or stream of consciousness writing. Like, write feminine on the top of a paper and just see what comes out of your pen when you're writing just nonstop don't judge any thought just let it come to you
0: okay i will definitely do that
2: love thank it. you love that yeah. for you
0: <laughs> i'm excited
2: <laughs> me too let me know how it goes i always yeah. love when my clients follow up with me tell me how their homework went i'm always here for that so same to you like please Yes, I will.
0: Thank you so much for doing that for me too. I appreciate it.
2: Of course. Anytime. Jess, do we have time? Do you want a tarot card poll? I mean, I'm not going to say no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So I'll have you close your eyes and take a deep breath. Make sure your feet are flat on the ground if you can. Helping ground you start to visualize that white light like a spotlight so bright that even if you opened your eyes to look at your hand in front of your face you would not be able to see your hand And from this protected white light space I want you to call in anyone you want anything that resonates with you an angel an ancestor tell them about your intention for this tarot card reading. Any relevant information. Thank them for being here. Ask them for guidance. Take as much time as you need. When you're ready, take another deep breath and open your eyes.
1: Okay. I'm ready. Okay.
2: So the hermit card. So just like Haley did, I want you to tell me, what do you feel? What do you see when you look at this? Oh, my gosh. Uh, This is kind of funny
1: to me. Um, I see this as very interesting that this was pulled because I've kind of been going back and forth between – slowing down a lot more and being like secluding myself a lot more than I am to focus on things um, but also been like trying to get out of the house and do more things so I feel like I've been on this line of like do I need to be more of a hermit or should I be going out and exploring things
2: <laughs> right immediately hermiting myself Spending time alone. So, your intuition has already been asking this of you. So, this is what I mean by something to lean into more. You can get a piece of valuable information that validates that part of your intuition, kind of giving you permission, right? To recluse Mm -hmm. yourself and to really go into a time of introspection, meditation, looking within. Trusting that you have everything you need already inside of you and getting down to that answer by spending time alone, quieting the mind, turning off your phone, right? Really disconnecting. Mm -hmm. That's what the hermit card is about. So whether you want to take that homework of putting your phone away for a day or a week or a month or more really going to benefit you right now to not look to other people or to the outside for answers in your life it's about looking within and connecting to the answer already inside of you
1: yeah that was I really needed that
2: to be honest
1: (laughs) good I'm so glad that we did it then yes like even Haley knows I've been battling with that I've told her like how many times since I moved into this apartment that like I should just chill and do my own thing and I have even like took a short break off of my phone and social media Mm. and like I've attempted little things here and there but like I haven't given myself full permission to like okay it's you can do this you can step away from all of the distractions and the outside noise and take this time to yourself because I my intuition's definitely been wanting me to do it for sure.
0: I love that that hermit card was, like, an old man, like, holding a lantern. Like, I feel like it's, like, your guide, too.
2: That should be your Halloween costume. (laughs) You should be the empress and the hermit. I'm down. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so good. That is great. I love that. (laughs)
1: It's too bad we won't be going to a Halloween party together this year, Haley, or else it would have been even better.
2: I'll answer my door for trick-or-treaters dressed like the empress. (laughs) Haley, next year you should come to Arizona for Halloween. It's great weather. It's true. so much fun.
0: Yeah. I need to get down there like ASAP too, so. Yeah, you really do, but after I'm done being a hermit, okay?
2: So. Right, right. Oops. Halloween's too soon. We need to give her her hermit time. <laughs> but good, like you should just set those boundaries and stick to them of how much energy you're going to put out into the universe and how much you're going to save for yourself because you have that healing on the mind, mm-hmm. in your consciousness, in your aura photo, and a lot can be done in the work that we do alone in secret. Mm-hmm. Right? It could be a really good hibernating time for you. And we're going into winter, right? It's the fall equinox just passed. So we're going into more of a quiet time. Yeah,
1: I actually, um, when I did step away from like social media and my phone in general, I did it for four days. Um, And I also did shrooms during that time.
2: Ooh, you should let me take your aura photo while you're on shrooms. (gasps) Oh my God, I would love to. <laughs> Let's do it. When I, have my st- when I have my studio, we'll have to do that one.
1: <laughs> oh my God, I would love that. But like that was like the first time I had really like stepped away from social media and stuff like that for like quite a while and it felt so good. Like the world felt so peaceful.
2: <laughs>
1: Isn't that funny? Yeah, I was reading by the pool and I was just like, Wow. <laughs> Like I have no worries on my mind right now. And then immediately the day that I brought social media back and like started talking to people again, I was like instantly overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is just well, another sign that I need to stick with this longer and really dive into this.
2: People who bring in blue in the yin, the receptive part of their aura, They are like energetic sponges and they absorb energy from the people that they're with, the environment that they're in, their phone, what they're looking at, the movie that they're watching. Mm. It has a really big effect on you and it will drain you really quickly. Another word for that is being an empath, right? So that's what you are. And so having really strong energetic boundaries and taking stock of, this activity makes me feel really energized. This person is like a dark cloud and they bring me down. And when I get home, I feel like I just need to take a nap. I can't do anything on my to-do list anymore. Mm -hmm. When I eat apples, I feel really energized. When I drink alcohol, I have no energy. And getting really curious about how everything affects your energy, you know, get a notebook and start writing it down, noticing patterns. That will be really helpful. And then it can also help you when you emerge from your hermit's shell to then know, well, before that would really drain me. And now I know better and I'm going to go this way. Yeah. That's
1: been very obvious for me in like dating too, to be honest, like how much of an empath I am because like or just how much I pick up on other people's energies too because like one person can make me feel some type of way and then I can have a total different feeling with like somebody else. And they're generally they're not doing anything different from each other but just like someone's vibe, I just pick up this totally different feeling and I'm like this anxious person around them and then this other person I'm like super calm around them. But it also makes it really hard because – I don't like disappointing people and so I have a hard time like being like, no, I'm not interested anymore because I feel for that person every time I have to do it and it's so Mm. tough. I just become just this emotional mess when I date. You
2: should bring your dates to get their aura photo taken. Oh my gosh. This is such a good idea. And then we'll see if the energy is compatible in the photograph yeah. or if they're into it, of course, astrology. But it's it's interesting. Like, I wouldn't really recommend looking too deeply into people's astrology before you know them because you're going to yeah. make all sorts of assumptions and everyone deserves a fair chance to show you who they are before you start snooping in their chart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like a lot of men get really irritated when you bring up their astrology.
2: Oh, my God. I'm so glad that I've had my partner for 10 years. And the first time he ever came over to my apartment, I started talking to him about his astrology. And he got like spooked because it was so on point. And he left, he left my house. And I was like, oh no, like he got really weird there at the end and like left suddenly. And he was like, yeah, it was because you're a witch. And like, I could tell and I was was getting overwhelmed. (laughs) I was like, oh, sorry. (laughs) That's Maybe perfect. that shouldn't be like the first thing that I did, but it, somehow it still worked out for me because we're still here.
1: That's amazing. That's like who you're still with to this day. Like
2: that's yeah, <laughs> Another Sagittarius man. So there's no better match for a Sagittarius than another Sagittarius. Oh,
1: that's the okay. truth. Do you know what the best match is for Gemini?
2: Well... Sagittarius is a great match yeah. for a Gemini. Okay. And also like a lot of the signs um, can't handle Gemini energy. <laughs> Leo is another great pairing for a Gemini. Um, I tend
1: to fall for Leos myself.
2: Leos are incredible. They are so bright and their energy is so contagious my first serious boyfriend was a Leo, so I know. Um, there's this amazing song called Gemini and Leo, and I want you to listen to it a lot when you're manifesting your next boyfriend.
1: Okay. I always, like, joke that Leos are, like, my – they're the ones that I get initially attracted to.
2: that That's because they're all hot.
1: <laughs> they are. <laughs> like I can walk into a bar and whoever I am most attracted to in that bar always ends up being a Leo.
2: Every time. Yeah. Yeah. That that's probably in your astrology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, what's your partner's sign? He's a Libra. Okay, Gemini and Libra, two air signs, also good. We get along well within our own element. So Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, although you have to be a special kind of person to deal with an Aquarius man. <laughs> I feel bad.
0: What are their qualities? <laughs>
2: um. Yeah, like some of their bad qualities.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. So,
2: moment. I mean, I just feel like they can be know-it-alls, you know, and they really hate to be disagreed with. And for Gemini who sees all sides of things, that can be a little annoying.
0: Oh, yeah, that would be really annoying. What is the month of Aquarius?
2: End of January, beginning of February.
1: Okay, I don't think I know any Aquarius.
2: They're out there. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> They're truly uh, some of the most intelligent just odd, magnetic, eccentric people. They're really cool. Like they're the coolest person you know. But that's also like, do you want to date the coolest guy (laughs) in the room? That also like knows he's cool.
0: And and, like knows everything.
2: And thinks he knows everything. I don't know, seems infuriating to me, but that's just me. (laughs) <laughs> they have a magnetism to them, though. They're super attractive.
0: Oh, my gosh. Just before we wrap up, it would be awesome if you could let our listeners know where they can find you, where they can connect with you, and all of that.
2: I would love to. And thank you both so much for having me. It's been so much fun. So I'm Monica. My Instagram is at Cosmic Hour. I'm most active on there. I also have CosmicHour.com. If you want to hire me for a private event, you can email Monica, M-O-N-I-K-A, at CosmicHour.com. I do all sorts of brand activations, private parties, and yeah, I have a TikTok too, but I am a millennial, so I am slowly, <laughs> slowly figuring it out still, and I love that for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we feel that. Okay. <laughs> Well, I feel like everything you shared today was so empowering and all of the different aspects from astrology to like our birth charts and um tarot and the aura photos. Like I just feel like everything that you shared was like very insightful and gives us some great
2: tools to kind of work with our personalities. So thank you so much. That That really is my life purpose. So that means a lot to hear you say that. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, let me know when your studio is open so I can bring every person I try to date there for a photography session.
2: I can't wait. Honestly, For I do that for all of my girlfriends. Oh. I, always, I always know if it's a dead. I love this so much. <laughs> this I, I don't need the aura camera to tell you that, to be <laughs> quite honest with you. <laughs>
0: You're like the best friend to have. This is so useful. I'm so excited about
1: this.
2: Use me. I'll do it.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you being here.